Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Happy free agency to everyone. Happy free agency. This is Jason Jones. This is the Ruler of the Court podcast. This is episode, uh, I lost count, 80-something, I think. But this is where we're going to talk some Sacramento Kings basketball. We're going to talk some hip-hop and, of course, whatever else might come to mind. And, again, it's uh, the time is recording, we are about... We're less than 24 hours in the free agency, and of course, it's been absolute madness and insanity. Kevin Durant wants to be traded. I just believe that's going to that's gonna be, um, reminds me of the scene from Talladega Nights, where the uh, two kids are running around screaming, anarchy, anarchy, and the other one goes, anarchy, 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 and the other one goes, I don't know what I mean, what that is, but I, I like the sound of it. This is going to be anarchy and everything once this thing goes down because there's going to be so many moving pieces, I believe, just because I don't know if there's a t- one team they can give Brooklyn what it would want for a for Kevin Durant with four years left on his contract. So you're not, you're not talking about a one-year rental. It's about a f- four years left on his deal and coming off a season where he was highly productive and effective. So since you're the Sacramento Kings, are you going to get KD? Yeah, no. But maybe you can get in there, unload some of your other contracts. You know, maybe you, yeah, you know, as part of a four or five, however many team deal, you can move an Alex Lynn or if you really, if you want to, move Rashawn Holmes or just one of these guys you still have under contract to try to create some flexibility to add another uh, big name to the or a significant name to the mix this could be an opportunity to do so but not here to wax poetic about Kevin Durant because well you know that's much bigger than what's going on with the Kings or talk about Bradley Bill's Supermax or Nikola Jokic's Supermax and all the, all the billions of dollars being committed to NBA players. I want to talk about the Sacramento Kings and what they did to start free agency, which was sign shooting guard Malik Monk to a two-year 19-minute backup. They didn't sign him. They agreed to a deal. Deals can't be signed until July 6th. But they agreed to a deal with Malik Monk, who had a breakout year last season for the Lakers. You know, really one of the few things the Lakers got right last season was giving uh, – Monk a shot 
And he showed out and showed out so much to the point the Lakers could not afford to keep him. And King swoop in and remind you all that whenever a guy says he'll take less money to stay, <laughs> he's probably leaving. And, you know, Monk had talked about if the money was going to be close, he'd rather stay with the Lakers. But based on what you read, it seems like the Kings were pretty much able to double what the Lakers were willing or could pay him. So what does Malik Monk bring? He he, he gives I don't know if you call him Buddy Hill Light. I don't know if that's a fair comparison, but he'll have the same role in terms of being a shooter. You know, get go out there, play on the perimeter, get up some shots, and he's playing with his old buddy De'Aaron Fox. In case you didn't know, well, I'm sure you do know, but he and De'Aaron were teammates at at Kentucky for a season. You know, a backcourt of um, high first-round picks, lottery, you know. But uh, whereas De'Aaron has been able to settle in and become essentially, you know, a franchise player or a max player, some of you may debate the, you know, I might as well, you know, calling him a franchise player. I believe that should be limited to the bronze, the KDs, the steps of the world. But he was able to, get, you know, Get down to L.A., started 37 games after starting a total of one in Charlotte in his first four seasons. You know, shot, shot a career-high 47.3% from the field, shot 39.1% from three, averaged 13.8 points, another career-high, career-high in rebounds at 3.4, career-high assists in 2.9, career-high in steals in 0.8. So, you know, he had... Coming off his, no, his the best year of his career. And so it makes it, I think it's a solid pickup, you know, but here are some, in my opinion, some concerns about the deal. Not so much the deal, but what's next for the roster. Monk is a 6'3 guard. You pairing with your other small guards already. You already have a De'Aaron Fox who's about 6'3". Not exactly the bulkiest guy. You've got Davion Mitchell, who's barely six feet tall. You've got Terrence Davis, who's probably around six four. So you know, you to me, you still need some more size in the backcourt amongst your core players. You know, the guys that you um, are counting on to make the impact. And there's the other just kind of <laughs> obvious thing. With you know, with them is just they have a. Uh, let me, let me uh, back up for a quick second. Not to not to diss Justin Holiday still being on the team, <laughs> you know. But I just think the Kings still continue to need more length in the backcourt, just more length, and on the on the perimeter. But clearly, you're signing Malik to play some major minutes. But the question is really going to be is if you go with a. De'Aaron Fox, Malik Monk backcourt. The the whole you can probably you might want to get used to a phrase that every Kings coach has said over the last what 10, 15 years. Straight line drives. You can't give up straight line drives. You can't give up straight line drives. And there's a potential to give up a whole lot of straight line drives now. And Monk is considered an improved defender, but no one would consider him a lockdown guy. De'Aaron is considered the has the potential to be a lockdown guy, 
but he's obviously not shown that to be a consistent trait yet at this point of his career. So, it's going to be some fun, some interesting times to watch with this group. You know, the, the Kings are definitely doubling down on we're going to play fast and we're going to shoot a lot. We're going to shoot a lot of threes. So, Monk definitely fits. I don't really don't buy into the, well, they hurt the Lakers. Well, because, shoot, uh, not because I'm a Laker fan, but I think because when you're... The Lakers are able to fill uh, part of that gap by getting another former, you know, high draft pick and Lonnie Walker to fourth. And the reality is, I think as much as I like Monk as a player, he really kind of is in that Buddy Heald esque mold of a guy who maybe you don't start him, maybe you do. You know, he'll get you buckets, and you know, and quite honestly, with, with the Buddy comp, which may not be completely fair. You'd rather pay Malik Monk that amount of money to shoot and kind of play that role than the twenty million you were paying or close to you were paying Buddy before he was traded. So, all in all, I think it's a solid pickup. Is it earth shattering to me? No. Is it uh, the move that makes the Kings a playoff team? I don't think so. But not a bad start for a team that it appears to be. Trying to make moves without spending a whole lot of money, which brings me to my next point for today. Uh, you 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 look at some of the moves going in the free agency, selling both second round picks or trading, selling both second round picks. Uh, not all, excluding a qualifying offer to, to uh, Dante Divincenzo, which is baffling to me. But I mean, a six point six million dollar commitment to a guy that going back to 2020 you were interested in. doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but it does if you think about it like this. The Kings aren't trying to spend that bread like that. That's why you you, you get rid of those uh, second-round picks for cash and future picks. To me, you're not trying to, they don't want to be tied into that money. They, you know, and you can say, well, DiVincenzo was going to leave he wasn't going to, you know, he doesn't want to be in Sacramento, which may probably may not be as true. Most guys who come to Sacramento don't want to stay in Sacramento if they can get, you know, comparable salary elsewhere. It's not, that's not a shock, but the idea that maybe the Kings couldn't have extended the qualifying offers, let Dante see what was out there, then made a move to maybe sign and trade or get some compensation back, you know, Worst comes the worst. You sign him to the qualifying offer, you know, you trade him later on. I don't know. But to me, this all screams about we don't want to spend that money. The Kings are under the cap, but they're not trying to play around and get over the cap and then keep creeping up higher and higher in the salary in the salary world because you've already got significant salary committed to De'Aaron, Harrison Barnes in his last, you know, this coming year. You've got Rashawn Holmes, which isn't even a crazy contract. You got Sabonis still. So you got some guys with some decent salaries. To me, nothing crazy. But finances have dictated a lot of the Kings' decisions in the past. You know, whether it be whether to fire a coach or not fire a coach. Where, whether it be, you know, in this case, what to do with draft picks. I mean, I could make the argument that 
No, Hardy, the kid who, in, I'm sorry, I keep calling them kids, but it's <laughs> just a habit because they're so much uh, older, younger than me, but they're not kids, they're adults, even if they're young adults. The pick that ends up going to Dallas, you could argue that the Kings have been better off keeping him, drafting Hardy, and also then signing Monk too. And now you got some, you know, some firepower so to speak, but that's probably not the best term to use uh, nowadays. So I say you have, some, you have a lot of offense, guys who can get their own shot, create their own shots. But, again, to me, this is about a money commitment more so than a, than a uh, not wanting to draft the guys. And if, if it's a money thing, that goes above Monty McNair, that goes to ownership. Oh, let me back up before I move on, though. Kings did lose some when they lost Damian Jones to the Lakers. Uh, I liked the I liked Damian as a young big, but Kings had too many damn centers anyway. That was one of the weird mysteries of last season when they went in with all these bigs, you know. So, you know, Damian actually came to the Kings from the Lakers, <laughs> and so. Yo, he was like a 10-day contract star with the Lakers. Now he can go back and try to re, you know, and regain what he had because with Sabonis, with Alex Lynn, with Rashawn Holmes, there were no minutes for Damian Jones. We knew that. And it was, like I said, one of the more baffling things about the Kings offseason uh, last year. And they also you know, guaranteed Shemezi Metu's contract. So there's your potentially one of your stretch fours. And one other note I want to add about free agency before I move on was saw Marvin Bagley agree to a three-year, $37.5 million deal. And good for him. It was not working in Sacramento. It was not going to work. The, to me, what the deal does say is that I think none of us, can, most people would agree that Marvin has talent. I just think Sacramento... Uh, being drafted by the Kings is a situation where a lot of cases it breaks a guy and the guy needs a better support system, better environment to find himself. So maybe Marvin will find himself on what's a very talented young nucleus they have in Detroit. And so best of luck to Marvin. Marvin was always a you know, nice guy when I was dealing with him. And so we'll see what happens with Marvin, you know, paired up with. You know, Cade Cunningham, Jaden Ivey, all the guys they've got out there in Detroit. And so now that we've gotten to the starter for agency, what's next for the Kings? Again, I believe they need more size in the backcourt. They need more help on the wing. So I'm that, that's where I see them looking. And also, they still continue to be linked to John Collins. But... I believe it was Carmichael Dave had this and some other, you know, I see some reports that maybe the Wizards have the inside on getting Collins. They have a pretty big trade piece in uh, Chris Stapp's Porzingis if they are to get in that mold. And I don't think the Kings have a player who could match that. I don't think offering Harrison Barnes is the same as offering a former all-star in Porzingis. Whatever your criticisms you have of Porzingis, he's still a seven foot three guy who shoots three. So, I don't know if that's enough, you know, in terms of a swap to uh, sway Atlanta to look to look towards Sacramento. 
But expect a lot more movements around the league. And I don't know how much more the Kings will do, but expect a lot more movement. I think the Kings, with some of the, like I said, the contracts they have, like a Rashawn Holmes, like an Alex Lim, they have Mo Harkless. They have guys who you can put in trades, guys who have one year left on their deal. And, and you know, no, everyone loves an expiring contract. Rashawn Holmes is an expiring, but, you know, but they do have some pieces they can still possibly move to make something happen down the road. And before I get on to music, which is, of course, my favorite thing to discuss outside of pro wrestling, I want to hit you with a good message from our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. Yeah, the summer's going got to have some fun this summer, y'all. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the given season like never before. That sounds like a great movie, actually. <laughs> Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Hmm, that's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000. And if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. Man. Sounds like an interesting thing to be able to do. Uh, with my job, I'm not allowed to think bet on the NBA, I believe. You know, uh, they don't want us betting on the t- on the uh, <laughs> league we cover. But y'all have fun with this. Um, you can throw down all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. See, I can get in there if I want to now. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. I mean, I might have to go ahead and check this out because uh, my Dodgers are playing the Padres. Beat them 3-1 last night. You know, maybe I can have some fun with the baseball stuff. You know, that that's the sport I know. That's my summertime pastime. I love to get down to uh, Chavez Ravine, Dodger Stadium, or as it's known as Blue Heaven on Earth. And so while I'm checking out my Dodgers, maybe I'll make a little money on the side while doing that. And best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So what do you got to do? Here's your call to action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code TBPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And now, let's get back to the show. Okay, now, before we get out of here, enough free agency Kings talk. By the time this is released, God knows what will have happened in the NBA. But musically, going to hit on two things. Uh, Saw Cardi B has a new single, and it's it's called Hot Shit. It's got Lil Durk and Kanye on it. And if I were of the age and knee strength where I would be at the club getting my boogie on, I would probably enjoy when this song cut when the song hit the hit you know when the DJ dropped this one. Definitely a catchy a catchy vibe to it. I got no hate. My issue not issue my uh, critique or feeling about Cardi's first album was that no, it was not a classic. No, it was not. I don't care where Rolling Stone put it, or I didn't think it was. It should have won the Grammy over Nipsey. 
to me, I felt my my take was the expectations were were so low for her because it was essentially we're you're, you're talking about someone who uh, was basically a reality TV star, and you're figuring, oh, this can't be any good. And I think because it was listenable and pretty, you know, it was like entertaining. It, it was almost like the album was graded on a curve. So I'm interested to see what the second album is like. You know, in hip-hop, a lot of people's first album, that shit is hot. And then they can never reach that again. But this single she just dropped, definitely entertaining. I would love to uh, I would love to see what's going to happen next. And secondly, kind of uh, had my, had my, my uh, digital streaming uh, platform on shuffle. Heard a lot of the new Logic album, man. Not the biggest Logic fan in the sense that, no, I don't roll around bumping and stuff. Don't know all the lyrics to all his songs. But what I heard from the new album, I, I liked. So if you're looking for something new to check out, that might be something you want to go, you know, go ahead and dive into. I did see, you know, I, you know he's got a good interview up with uh, the, on the Rory and Maul podcast. If you want to, uh, you know, learn a little bit more about Logic and kind of where his mind is and talk, this talks about, you know, how personal to get or not to get, which is, uh, you know, you'll, so you'll, it's definitely something to uh, check out and I'm going to give you the name of that album. I ain't going to be a jerk about it. I'm just talking and the, the the album Vinyl Days. Check it out. And one last thing musically. Uh you get a chance. It's not hip hop, but it kinda is. Check out Chris Brown. That's a great album. Great album. Chris Brown is the king of R and B. Now people will throw that around, pass that title to multiple people. But it, Chris Brown holds the title right now. Chris Brown is the man. You know, you check this out. I promise you, you won't regret it. That being said, I'm not going to keep you much longer. I want to say a shout out to the Basketball Podcast Network. Shout out to DraftKings for giving you all a chance to win more money than you currently have. And for those in the States, enjoy your 4th of July coming up. I'm going to try to chill and enjoy mine. Getting ready for Summer League. So... This is Jason Jones. You can find me at theathletic.com, on Twitter at Mr. Underscore Jason Jones, or on Instagram at Mr. Jones LBC. This is the Ruler of the Core podcast, where we talk kings, hip-hop, and whatever shit comes to mind, y'all. Y'all be good out there. I will catch you next time. Be safe. Have a good weekend. I'm out.